Good morning. If we could turn some lights on. Just want to welcome you here this morning. You can see, you know what, I'm going to stand up. Oh, look at that. I tell our congregation that we're going to do something different, and I tell them that every week, and so they say, well, then it's not different if we do something different every week. Then it's not different. But as you can see this morning, we've got something different going on. Revelations chapter 12, starting in verse 11, the scriptures say that they overcame him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies, and they loved not their lives even unto the death. So this morning, we're going to hear from some gentlemen, as you can see. This is Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Let's give them a hand just for showing up this morning, first of all. Hallelujah. They're going to uh, do some singing and some testifying this morning. So we just want to open up with a word of prayer, and we just ask for God to move in your hearts as well as their hearts this morning. Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness. We believe in the testimony of the saints. We believe that you move through people's hearts, through their testimonies. We believe that you move through our words. So today, God, we ask that you would move in our hearts. Thank you for these men. We thank you for their safe travels. I thank you, God, that uh, they are able to be here and to share the gifts, the talents that you have given them. God, I pray that our hearts would be open to hear from you and that our lives would be changed. Thank you for this day. Thank you for these men. Thank you for Teen Challenge of Minnesota and the work that it's doing in the community around us. Bless this time, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen.
shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine, but God, who called me here below, will be forever mine. Will be. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? Good. Thank you so much for coming. My name is Scott Dawson. I'm the development director with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge out of Brainerd, Minnesota. Um, we had a little auspicious start coming over here this morning. Somebody didn't catch the bus and had to be caught up with in uh, Motley, Minnesota. So uh, I appreciate these guys waiting for me and helping me get on the bus because I'm thankful to be here. That, that's a true story. That is a True story about me not getting on the bus this morning. So in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in all ways consider others more valuable or more important to you. And when we think about the New Testament as Jesus came, he didn't say, let's forget about the Old Testament, let's forget about the Ten Commandments, but he came and he says, I want to give you a new commandment, and that's to love. To love me, thank you, Brother Grayson, for being here. Grayson and everybody in this room, and today I'm going to ask you to especially love on these men before you. To love on these men before you, because I have to tell you, where they're at in their program, it's not easy. This is not an easy program. But every single one of them that gets through it and gets on the other side will tell you that it's worth it. And it's not because of Teen Challenge, but it's about the new life they have in Christ and the love that gets them to where they're at. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Tim, for having us. And my understanding is this is the first time for Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge here. And as Sam Anderson, our center director in Brainerd, would say, that's a big deal. Big deal. It is. See, these guys know. It's a big deal. So I was praying on the way over this morning and just when I got on the bus that there's somebody here that needs to and is going to hear a story of hope. It's going to change their life. Somebody here is going to hear and needs to hear a story of hope and it might be through a song, a testimony, or something somebody here today says, or maybe it was just the intro Pastor Tim gave. You're going to hear a story. What I'm going to ask you to do is I want you to understand one thing. They say the average addict affects, on average, 100 other people. One addict, 100 other people. Doesn't have to be somebody in your family, but a family member who knows somebody or somebody that you know, somebody you work with, somebody that you hear. That's a lot of people. Everybody in this room has been affected by somebody that struggles with addiction. Every single person in this room could tell a story. That's why we're here. You're going to hear stories today, and they're not stories to make you feel sorry for anybody, but they're stories to make you have hope. 
for these guys and for all of us, including me. One thing I'm going to ask you to do today, you're going to get a chance to have lunch with these guys at the end. I'm going to ask you right now as I get ready to get this choir back up here and we're going to get them going with some testimonies. I'm going to ask you to pick a face out right now, at least one face. And later during lunch, I'm going to ask you to find out the name behind that face. And I want you to commit to start praying for these men. Pick one. If you have lots of time on your prayer list, pick two. But leave here with at least one name that you commit to praying for because you are an hour and 45 minutes away from Brainerd. I'd love everybody in here to come and be a mentor, come and volunteer, and do something on our campus. But realistically, you can't do that. But the one thing you can do, which is better than any of it, that's to pray for these men. So I think about the prodigal son prodigal sons, and you guys all know the stories. I'm going to give you the really short version. Two guys had it all together. One invested well, one didn't invest well. He left, lost it all. Lost it all to the point where he not only started to feed the pigs because he needed to to survive, he started to desire the food that the pigs were eating. He started to eat the slop. Not only did he need it, but he desired it. And then he came home. He came home and was welcomed with open arms. Not with shame, but he came home with open arms of a father that welcomed him home. I want to tell you guys, thank you so much for welcoming us here with open arms. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge has been around since 1983. Pastor Rich Sherber uh, was the original CEO. Teen Challenge nationwide started in 1958. And I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of stuff because you won't remember it, but in 1958, Teen Challenge started in New York City with David Wilkerson, Nikki Cruz, and some of his uh, running mates got in trouble in New York City, committed a pretty heinous crime. He went, they went to court, David Wilkerson went to court and was watching this court case and said, what can I do for these kids that have nowhere to go? So he started a spot, a teen challenge, a building, a place for kids to go. And in 1958 was then just Teen Challenge nationwide, has morphed to Teen Challenge worldwide with campuses on over a thousand, in over a thousand countries, over, over a thousand centers across the world and over 200 in the US, and there's five different campuses in the state of Minnesota. And I'll share more a little bit about that in a little bit, but you um, didn't come here to hear about that. So what I wanna do is I wanna call Ryan forward and uh, share his testimony. Thank you. Um, morning, church. Um, I'm Ryan, I'm 36, and um, I, I will be graduating on Thursday coming up here. Yeah. It's been a long road. It hasn't been easy one bit, uh, but it all it all started. I, st I think I started using when I was in like fourth grade. I was like ten or eleven or something like that, and uh, you know it just became like a re recreational thing. Um, I saw my saw family doing doing it and uh, my parents doing it, so I was like, okay. 
this is cool. Um, I had a lot of time alone, so I would uh, take from them and cigarettes, whatever. And um, that kind of, yeah, I mean, I was, I was lost. You know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know my, you know, I couldn't ever figure out my identity later on in life. Um, I, uh, I was 14 when, when my mother thought it'd be a good idea to move out uh, and move in with my aunt and uncle. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a healthy environment there, uh, getting fights with, with uh, my dad, and, and it just wasn't good. So I moved out, and uh, she didn't know that it was uh, kind of a flop house, a lot of drugs and alcohol there. Um, drugs were definitely welcome there. And, and so that kind of that, that became my life. Um, and uh, after I had been like off the drugs for a few days, uh, I just couldn't do it. The, the withdrawal was, was so bad that, that I was afraid um, of what could happen uh, because there was, after a few days, you start thinking all crazy and you start having like suicidal thoughts and things like that. And so this happened for years where I was like, there's just, there's just like, I want to stop, I want to quit, but I just, I just didn't know how, I didn't know how to ask. I was afraid uh, of what could happen and, and, um, what, what was ingrained to me was that um, I believed in reincarnation, and so uh, I didn't really have um, any, any God in my life at all. Uh, my, my God was my drug. And so um, I'm just, since coming into the program, it, it's, I, never, I never saw this. I didn't think that this could ever happen. I didn't think that, you know, I could ever be, be loved. Um, you know, the father that I did have growing up wasn't really a father figure, um, and so when when I came to Teen Challenge, after I was born again and saved, um, the old was gone and the new. Um, began. I, I totally changed. I'm not the same person that I was when I first came in the program uh, over 14 months ago. And, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I just, you know, it's, it just blows me away what you can accomplish in, in a year's time. Uh, coming into the program, I, I didn't have my license. I was on probation. I've been on probation for seven years. Uh, I also didn't have a vehicle. Um, I, I, all I did was couch hop from place to place. I, I've been homeless numerous times in different states. And so um, since then, since I got, since being in the program, I now have my license. I have a vehicle. Uh, I have a place to, to live when I, when I graduate. And uh, I'm off paper. I'm, I'm off probation. For, for the first time in seven years. Yeah. So, you know, um, God really does direct your path. I, one thing I had to do that I didn't think I could do was just give up control, give up the reins. Uh, like, I'm working at Cub Foods right now, and it's probably not the highest paying job out there, but since being there, I've met 
some people with some with long sobriety, uh, other Christians, and there's also an opportunity where there's younger kids that work there that are still in high school that that don't know the Lord, and so um, yeah, I'm just I, I can't be more thankful for for Teen Challenge. I I feel like God uses it, uses it as a vessel um, for those that are lost, and so now that I'm found, I have a new identity in Christ. And he's my savior, and I, yeah, I'm set. So. Thank you. And one of the things that we love to talk about, and, and uh, as a development director, I'm not on campus very often. A lot of these guys will see me even on the bus, and they'll say, who's that guy? Uh, I get it. Um, as a development director, my job is to help raise support for our program. We're a nonprofit. Uh, we, depend on, we depend on support from outside people. Uh, and the biggest thing we need, I've said it before, and I'll never ask anybody for money. I refuse to. We need prayer. We need prayer. We need prayer. Finances will come. We'll be taken care of. But when you hear people talk about they have a new identity in Christ, it makes it worth what we do. So who are we? We're the largest provider of addiction recovery services in the state of Minnesota. Let me say that again. We are the largest provider of addiction recovery in the state of Minnesota. And we will never do or say anything that makes somebody you know, think we're trying to politicize anything, but I don't know about you, but these last two years, uh, it, it has been a perfect storm. It has been a perfect storm for addiction. There's more money. There's less constraints, there's more freedom to do what you want because you're not going to get maybe put in jail because of certain things. It's worse now than it's ever been. And when you hear men talk about a new identity in Christ, you know something's working. So largest provider of addiction recovery services, there's five campuses in Minnesota with 12 different sites, meaning that there's a men and women's center in Rochester, there's a men's center in Brainerd, there's a men's center in Duluth, and there is a teen center for just 13 to 17 year olds in Buffalo, Minnesota. Brainerd's been open for over 13 years. I'm gonna encourage you, graduation is this Thursday, uh, six o'clock. I would encourage you, if you ever get a chance and you wanna to come to Brainerd, come for a graduation. It will change your mind about ever wanting to get involved in something. You will, you will invest in Teen Challenge by supporting it through prayer, volunteering, whatever, graduation will change your mind about anything. So on any given day, I want you to hear this statistic. On any given day, so tomorrow morning there will be, in the state of Minnesota, over 900 people receiving services through Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge throughout the state of Minnesota. Over 900. So we're going to sing another song, and then I'm going to put that over 900 into perspective and let you know some of the ideas we have to even meet the needs of more people. Seated above 
enthroned in the Father's love. Destined to die, poured out for all mankind. God's only Son, perfect and spotless one. He never sinned, but suffered as if he did. All authority, every victory is yours. Victor, worthy of honor and glory, worthy of all our in hand, speaking the Father's plan. You're sending us out, light in this broken land. All authority, every victory,
so I get freaked out pretty easy, and I'll just be honest, I'm a wimp. So earlier, we're sitting over there right where that young man is sitting, and my friend says to me, there's a bat right there behind those blinds. Literally, that blind right there, there's a bat crawling behind the blind on the inside of the window, and I just freaked out and got up and moved, and he just goes over and gets a towel and gets the bat and hauls it out of here. So I would probably not be here if it wasn't for you, so thank you for... I'm serious. Oh, my goodness. That'll, that'll, be my, that'll be the one thing I remember about here is you hauling the bat out of here. Holy, I'm sorry. This is not supposed to be a comedy show. My bad. So one thing about Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, we have two different programs. These men are in our long-term program. We have a short-term program, which is up to 90 days, and it is a non-faith-based program. Our long-term program, which is typically 13 months, is a faith-based program. It's a faith-based program. Every one of these guys up here, regardless of where they're at in their walk, could talk to you and could tell you what they're doing on campus to dig deeper and to have a better personal relationship with Christ because that's what it's about. Teen Challenge doesn't save anybody. The program doesn't save anybody. But because of the situations they get put in and the love of the men across the campus, that's what saves them. So long-term program, we have 60 men in our program at any given time, 30 in the short term. So we have 90 men in residential care on our campus at any time in Brainerd. And I don't know about you, but I, I have a wife that I love dearly. We've been married for 36 years, and I have a 22-year-old that's getting ready to go back to school. And sometimes it's hard to live in a home with three people. Maybe it's me, but I cannot imagine the trials and tribulations that you go through to live with 90 other people for a better life. So I really appreciate that, and there is hope. Our, our success rate is 70%, 70%. A man that gets through the program and graduates within a year is successful to the rate of 70%. That's a big deal. There is no other no other treatment center anywhere that has a success rate for that. And again, I'd like to say it's Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge. It's a program, but it's Christ and the relationship with them and living for it with a new identity is what was spoken to, to earlier. Um, it's not easy, but it's worth it. I want Zach to come forward and share testimony and tell us about your easy road, right? Good morning, church. Um, my name is Zach. I'm 35. I'm from Perm. Um, I've been a meth addict for 15 years. Um, August 3rd, I had a year clean, so that's awesome. Um, so I have used and um, sold drugs in Detroit Lakes here, Perm, for uh, I guess a long time, and it's just been miserable. I've I've lost. Uh, I shouldn't even say I lost, I pretty much gave it away. I gave my family, my, my wife, my kids, um, just the relationship with anyone that I cared about, I gave it away due to my addiction. And uh, I just, I've been, this is my 10th treatment. Um, and the longest I guess I've ever stayed sober would be 30 days, I suppose, besides here. And I guess the only thing that, I, the only thing that was missing from my life was God. So yeah, it's, I've been in Teen Challenge since December 28th. And, I don't know, I got 30 guys behind me that I got my back, and it's been great. I, 
If I mean, I if you if you know anybody that needs treatment, I hate to say other like 30-day inpatient treatments is a waste of time, but it, it was for me. I mean, I was in addiction for 15 years, and nothing's ever worked besides Teen Challenge. So, and yeah, God. So, thank you. I love going to churches and communities where the men that are in front to give their testimony walk the same streets that you're currently walking and stand up as a new creation and share who they were and are no longer. That's powerful. Thank you. So as I mentioned earlier about our centers, some really cool news because of the need. We are expanding into Alexandria. We have uh, some land that was purchased. Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge does not like debt. We've never had debt. We didn't have to go into debt to buy this, but we bought some land. We don't build buildings. God ordained this for some perfect land that a family sold it to us at, at a very gifted price. We are starting to move dirt, hopefully over there within the next week, and it will have a place for 70 more men in Alexandria. There is a building that was purchased debt-free also in Mankato. Again, I think you heard me say there's a need, and uh, we like faith-based recovery programs. So there's a need, and Mankato is also gonna be opening hopefully within the next year, year and a half, uh, because again, there's a need. And then one thing that I am so pumped to talk about um, in Brainerd, this was not on the radar, but the really long version in, in the 30 seconds is next to our campus, we're in a, uh, an Assemblies of God church that was gifted to us years and years ago, about 15 years ago. There's 40 acres around us. Literally, we're on the south side of Brainerd. There's 40 acres around us. We're on about 10 acres. Behind us is a good Sam home, and they have three memory care units. Long story short, we just signed a letter of intent to purchase 40 acres from the good Sam to, to turn all of our, take all of our outpatient treatment to the center, and then to open an intensive outpatient treatment center for women. And the, the really cool part about that is I get excited and I know some women that need that, but then within a year or two, the intent is to do intensive outpatient treatment for women with lodging with children. So, I think about that, I think about a woman stuck in addiction with children, maybe a single mom has children, what's the likelihood we get her into treatment if she knows she's gonna lose her children by going into treatment, but if we can provide a faith-based program with lodging, with treatment, and keep family intact, I can't think of anything that gives me goosebumps more than that, because that's God's hand. Best place for a kid is in a healthy home with a mom and a dad. So anything we can do that. So currently, you know, one of the things they talked about uh, earlier, we, we, the centers that we're adding on and stuff, we don't offer the services, the intensive outpatient treatment with lodging for women. So this is all new. So when you think about your prayer list, continue to pray for that because it's a process. And sometimes government likes to stick their fingers in those things and just pray for smooth sailing so that we continue to get the centers open that we need to. Um, one of the things that I tell these guys all the time is I hate surprises. I hate, I just do, I'm not a surprise guy. Um, 
so I make sure that they know who's doing their testimony, they know what song we're singing, they know when I'm coming up and stuff. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a, uh, a surprise real quick here. I'm gonna ask somebody, Grayson, would you come down here for a second? Grayson's gonna get mad at me because I'm gonna get a surprise here. Grayson is a brother of mine and we just talked about success of 70%. I'm, I'm gonna ask Grayson to give his two hour testimony and his success story in two minutes because this is a brother in Christ living in your community. Good morning, church. Good morning, brothers. Um, yeah, my name is Grayson Thomas. I'm actually the golf operations manager here in town at Forest Hills Resort. Um, I graduated the program in January of 2018, and as of this past Friday, six years sober. I've had a over a 20-year battle with alcohol and drugs, uh, mostly alcohol. Um, came from a very good family. Um, had all the support in the world. Um, bullied a lot in school, where I've had to transfer schools. And uh, wanted to do everything it could to fit in. And fit in, in, in my hometown of Maple Lake, uh, drinking is a big part of that. So me to fit in was to start drinking. Um, from there, it just took right off by 25 years old. I've already had three DWIs. Um, never stopped me. Um, I was in, in and out of the uh, outpatient treatments, really didn't do too much for me. I was in the golf industry, obviously. Um, went back to school after getting my third one. And uh, graduated from the golf academy thinking my way, I'm on my way, I'm gonna be successful. Um, still kept drinking, um, moved to Cincinnati within, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, probably within a, a, a month of being there, got my fourth DWI, um, did a little jail time there, um, so I thought I'd better move, um, moved to Chicago, after two weeks of being there, got my fifth DWI. Uh, did 30 days in Cook County Jail, where if you know anything about Cook County Jail of inner city of Chicago, it's almost worse than most prisons. Um, horrible experience. Thought, all right, I'm done drinking. Um, the day I got out of Cook County Jail, what did I do? I celebrated by getting out of Cook County Jail. I went and drank. Uh, moved back to Minnesota. Um, came back to help take care of my parents. I uh, wanted to give back. Um, after about two months being back in Minnesota, I got my 6 DWI. From there, I uh, spent time in Crow Wing County Jail. Um, and from there, that's where I found Christ. Um, I started the jail program, the Teen Challenge Jail Program. Um, literally, after the first day, I knew that this is what I needed to do. It, I didn't need to know about the chemicals or anything of that part of it all, but I needed to know how to have that relationship with Christ. After the first session of Teen Challenge, I literally went to my jail cell and cried because I knew that my life was going to change forever. Um, spent six months in jail, got out. Um, I was supposed to go to Teen Challenge that day, but there was a homeless man that needed, to, needed a bed, so I gave it up to him, um, Travis, who ended up being a brother of mine who graduated with me. Um, Went to Teen Challenge in December um, and did the short-term program, got in the short-term program and went, oh no, 13 months of this stuff, 
no, we're just gonna do we're just gonna do the bare minimum, the 60 days. And uh, after about a month there, a um, lot of praying, you know, God pretty much told me, you know, you've been doing this for over 20 years. There's no way 30 days is gonna fix this. So I went to the long-term program, and uh, that 13 months flies by. You know, there's times even after I graduated, I'm like, man. I wish I had a contract on this situation, you know, to get yourselves into. But um, it's been a wonderful program. Um, it's given me coping skills, like how to handle situations where I think that's where a lot of us struggle with is when something horrible happens, we just don't know how to cope with things. And before, it was either picking up a pipe or a bottle, and that's how we coped with it. We buried it. Um, with this program and with the help of Christ, we can accomplish anything. And this is just a wonderful program, and I just hope you guys love on these guys as much as I try to love on them. Um, the best part about this, too, is once you graduate, the door is always open there for us to go back and just, you know, I go back as soon as my season's done. October 10th, uh, we close the golf course. I generally go back to Brandon for a week and just hang on a team challenge because I, I need that, you know. Um, it's just it's an awesome program. I can't say enough good things about it. It saved my life. Um, the relationship I have with my family is good now. Um, and uh, these guys are wonderful. Thank you for having these men. And uh, come on, check out Forest Hills. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. could wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years and tell the past to disappear oh let me tell you about my jesus and all the wrong turns that you would going undo if you could who could work it all for your good let me tell you about my jesus
Who would take my cross to Calvary, pay the price for all my guilty? Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Oh. change your life. I don't even dance, and it just makes me want to get up and dance a little bit. That's awesome. So one of my favorite things to say is that, you know what, when there are needs, when we show up and make ourselves available, it's funny how God works when we just show up. One of my favorite books, and it's not a faith-based book, but the, the Chicago Cubs, I think after 106 or 116 years, they won the World Series in 2016. And they're, yeah, if you're a Cubs guy, all right. But one of the things that their manager said to the guys throughout the year, their mantra was, be present, not perfect. As a parent of a 29-year-old, 28-year-old, and 22-year-old, I remind myself of that every day. Seriously, because I screw up every day. And then throw in the, the husband part, but be present, not perfect. Be present for our guys. Be present for your family. Be present for your church and your community. So um, I'm going to call Pastor Tim back up here. He's got a video he'd like to show. But one of the things I want you to do is if you ever want to get involved in Teen Challenge in any way, see me afterwards. I'll give you my card. There's a lot of, um, you guys can have a seat. There are a lot of different ways. One of the things that I just have to share, there's a business in town, and they'll get, they would get really mad if I told, if they knew that I shared this, but Okuson Off Trail, uh, they're a Polaris dealer, and uh, we do a golf event everywhere, every year. Four years ago, we made $11,000 on a golf event, and we were going to close it down, and we started something, and I said, I'll do it. Long story short, the last few years, we've made $120,000 on a golf day. And the reason I tell you that is we encourage people to raise money, sponsorship for their team by asking them for every $100 they raise, we'd give them a ticket for a four-wheeler that Okuson Off Trail just gives us. I mean, they don't give it to us at a, at a discounted rate. I go over there and Charlie and Mickey hand me the keys to a four-wheeler, a brand new player's four-wheeler, and they say, have a great day. Yeah. So they sponsor us, Cal's Cars and Wadena's. Some of our sponsors are incredible. If you know of somebody or if you would ever love to be part of sponsoring an event or something like that, we'd love to have you. But more important, I'm going to say it again. Pray, pray, pray for our men. Amen. Hallelujah.
Aren't these guys good? It's good to hear from them, isn't it? Um, we have uh, uh, just a few announcements I want to just take a quick look at, um, and then we're going to show you a, a video. Um, next week we have a free VBS for all kids, ages 5 to 12. Now, we don't have that many young'uns. It starts tomorrow, just in case you were wondering. Um, and it starts from 2 to 3 o'clock. We have all the helpers we need. We need some young ones. If you know somebody who's got some little kids and you're looking for an opportunity to get them here and get them involved, it's a great opportunity. Celebrate Recovery. It's uh, certainly not a teen challenge, but I'll tell you what, we're meeting people with hurts, habits, and hang-ups, and we believe that God is, is doing work. There's other things in your bulletin, um, so please avail yourself of that. Lonnie and Scott, could I please have you come forward for just a minute? These guys know nothing about this, so I'm going to surprise them as well. Our brother over here in the corner said that, uh, A, he doesn't uh, do anything where he surprises anybody. I don't mind doing that, uh, so surprise. <laughs> We have not taken an offering in this church in over two years because we, um, because of uh, COVID and we just started giving. But I told you last week we're going to give you a special opportunity to give uh, specifically for Teen Challenge. I'll tell you, my own testimony is not that I've been at Teen Challenge, but I had a nephew who struggled and struggled and struggled. And he was part of a 13-month program in Duluth. And he came out of there not only with a relationship with Christ, but he's also now a businessman in Duluth. And he's, that's possible, guys. Let's pray over the offering and then we're going to... Father, I just thank you so much for your goodness, for the hope, for the life that we have in Christ. God, I pray that, that as we give, Lord, that you would provide the increase. Every cent that is given, God, goes directly to Teen Challenge of Minnesota. I pray, Father, that you would bless it and that you would give the increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Please make your checks payable to Teen Challenge of Minnesota or to Christian Fellowship, and we will make sure that they get the, get the money. So why is it important? Why is it important? Why, you know, in particular for you guys, let, let me just give you just a little statistic. I think your director here likes statistics. Billy Graham came up with a statistic a number of years ago. It began looking at what happens when a child comes to Christ. You know, when a child comes to Christ, it's a great thing. Uh, we have a, a, a club coming up for a week. When a child comes to Christ, that child, there's a, there's a, a, a 15, no, 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 it's a, it's a 3% challenge that that family is also going to come to Christ. If mom comes to Christ first, then it's a 20% chance that that family is going to come to Christ. But when a man comes to Christ first, and leads his family, there's a 70% chance that his family is going to follow him into church. And I think that's huge. So I appreciate and I applaud you guys for doing the men's program. I'm grateful for the women's program coming up. I'm sure there's stuff for kids as well, teens. But God is moving and he moves in, in men. And when he does, he changes families. Amen? All right, well, we're going to show you a quick little video here. Last week, uh, we had the opportunity to do a baptism, so I'm going to have you shut off the lights. We had the opportunity to, to bury 11 more people in Spear Lake, so let's watch this video real quick. I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Never enough 
So as you can see, we had a church baptism or a church picnic and a baptism. Come on up, gentlemen. And so I just want to say thanks again to all who have participated. I believe we've buried some 40 people out in Spear Lake in the last couple of years, and uh, we figured that's why there's so many leeches. Um, but other than that, it's been really good. We're going to let the gentlemen uh, come up and conclude their service. I did want to make one correction. Um, there, we have a meal for these gentlemen available afterwards. Um, they're going to spend a little bit of time milling around. They do have a booth over here as well. But we're not having a fellowship meal after church. So I just want to make that correction. You can still grab a, grab a guy. I, I'm going to pray for Batman on a regular basis. So there you go. Because I didn't have to get that bad either. <laughs> so uh, Eric, where's Eric? Eric's going to, right here. Thank you. Uh, I am from Sartell, Minnesota. I'm the oldest of three. I grew up in a good family. Um, parents together, retired. Life was good. Um, I, I, you know, was always sheltered and clothed and fed. Um, I went to a Catholic school till sixth grade, and that was all fine and dandy. Um, for me, I found it tough to transition to a public school. Uh, there was 25 people in our Catholic school, a pretty tight-knit group. And uh, when I went to the public school system, there was 250, so you kind of that was in seventh grade, so I kind of struggled for the next couple of years to figure out you know, where I fit in, I guess, amongst them. Um, had a variety of friends. Uh, but then high school came, and uh, it was just more difficult to, you know, people please, I think, is what it was, really. Um, and, yeah, so by the time, like, ninth grade hit, uh, started getting picked on a little bit. And uh, ninth grade summer, started experience, you know, or experimenting with, you know, marijuana and alcohol. And... Uh, my old man always told me that that's, you know, like, you can go go right ahead and do that, you know, but he he really expressed to me that it's a slippery slope and you better watch, you better watch out, you know, and uh, I, I never took his advice. And that just progressed into uh, rec more recreational drug use by the time I was in 10th, 11th, 12th grade. Um, skipped a lot of school my senior year, barely graduated, but I did. And, uh, you know, a lot of people in high school after that ends, they, they kind of go on with their lives. They go to college, um, and life goes on. And I just stayed in, I stayed in Sartell and, and continued to pursue a partying career. And, uh, you know, I, I held down a job and did just fine with that stuff. But, but uh, when it came to partying, it just always took priority over, over other things in my life. And then eventually you get into harder drugs, and then you just... Once you once you try meth, it's kind of like uh, everything else is is useless. You just quit doing everything else. You quit you quit caring about anything. Uh, your hobbies change. Your passions change. And uh, it's just been a long it's been a long ten years for me, ten or twelve years, and uh, in and out of jails. Um, this is my third inpatient treatment. And uh, January sixth, I came into the program. And I was just going to do short term, go back to work with my uncle in Elk River. And uh, I, I thought that I needed some God and, and reestablish my, uh, you know, walk as a Christian. And uh, so I came to Teen Challenge because I knew it was a Christian-based program. And the first graduation night I saw was, was what started to spark the interest of me probably doing the long-term program because I, I, I knew that I could use it, like my heart knew. But my head wanted to just keep going with life and get back out there and do, you know, do it my, on my own. 
and uh, it took it took a pretty rough day emotionally where my head and heart lined up, and I just knew like I came here to get Jesus into my life, and now once I came once I got to Teen Challenge, I realized that I wanted more of it because of what I saw in the people in the long term program. So that was how I committed to do the long term program, and uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, it really is. You know, there's. Uh, other places don't measure statistics about their success rates and treatments because they don't want to know, you know. And 70%, uh, zero, to, zero to one use is within a year of graduating. Um, the power of Christ is amazing. Everybody behind me, we all support each other, and uh, we love coming out and doing this on Sundays, so thanks for having us. And with that, I'll pass. We're going to sing one more song, too. You unravel me with a melody You surround me with a song Of deliverance from my enemies Till all my fears are gone my mother's womb you have chosen me love has called my name i've been born again into your family your blood flows through my veins been liberated from our bondage we're the sons and the daughters so let us sing our freedom
I'm going to ask, why don't you guys go ahead and have a seat. You guys go ahead and you guys can sit down. So one of the things, and I told Pastor Tim this earlier, uh, after 36 years in public school education, the last 20-some as an administrator, 17 last as a high school principal, one of the things that I learned is you're better to finish early than late. I learned that the hard way. Never go over, and I know this is not about time or whatever, but I want to be respectful of your time, and I want to finish on time, but I've got something that I want to share, and I want to speak to all of us all of you, and the men. I want everybody in here, I just want you, if you're comfortable, I just want you to close your eyes for a second, for a minute. A good friend of mine, her name is Christy, married in with a child. They're building a home and living with her father and mother until their home got built. And she tells the story as one day she got ready to go to work and her dad was on, her hand, on his hands and knees putting flooring in in their own kitchen as she got ready for work. And she had a meeting to get to and she hurried out. And she took off and went to work and got a call at noon and said, Chris, you have to come home. Your father's had a heart attack and died. Go ahead and open your eyes and I want, I want you just to think of that picture and I'm going to ask you the question, what if? What if you knew? What if I knew that when I left this morning and crawled across the bed to kiss my wife goodbye, what if I knew that was the last time I would ever see her? Would I live my life differently? Would my, would my goodbyes be different? Would I invest in different things? Would I build more storage shelter, storage units to store my stuff? Or would I do everything I could to finish well and to leave a legacy for generations to come that matter? You see, the interesting piece in John 13, chapter, John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, Jesus knew that his days were numbered. And he knew that he was done. His time on earth was done. Imagine sitting in an upper room with your closest people that you love the most, his disciples, our family knowing that this is your last day. I'm not going out and buying my new car. I'm not going to go on that, oh, that trip that I've always wanted. <laughs> I just want to be with the people I love. And Jesus humbled himself and got down on his hands and knees. This is perfect. This guy's got sandals on. And humbled himself on his hands and knees and washed the stinky, dirty feet of his disciples. He served. And he knew that was the last, the last thing he was going to do. What's your last thing? What if you knew? I've never had 
God speak to me audibly, but I know that my days are numbered. I know that for a fact. I want to encourage you to invest in your church. And when I say invest, I don't mean monetarily. Give if you can give. How do you invest in your church? Do you help with the programs? Do you help on the day? Do you invest in your community? How about your family? Tell your story. Ask yourself the question, what if? And lead courageously, because we don't know. We don't know. As Joe Madden said, I already mentioned it once, be present, not perfect. Because God is not going to come and tell you on your last day, this is it. So I'm going to call Grayson back up here, and I want Grayson to close this in prayer, but I want to tell you something. Come on. If me or any of these guys or anybody in Teen Challenge can ever help anybody in this room, you need to ask. Because you talk about 30 guys or so that would humble themselves and serve. They were up early, riding a bus to come and serve you. And they... And I know they love to serve, but this is not easy all the time. So from the bottom of our heart, we love you guys. We're proud of you. And you're such a great church for having us. We thank you for this, and we ask that you would grab one of these guys before they leave. Pray for them, know their name, and remember their face. Because what if today's the last day you'll ever see one of them? Finish well. Father God, we just come before you today and just thank you for this wonderful day that you have blessed us and just give us another day to be loved on by you and be filled with your grace. I just ask that you bless the, the men in the, in the program and be a light in their path and be that lighthouse in the darkness that you always are, Lord. And I ask that you just guide their feet along the, along the way. And Lord, I just want to bless, have you bless this church and the congregation in it and just be so thankful for, for you and what you've done and just not the men's lives in the program, but in their lives as well, Lord. And I'm thankful for what you've done in my life as well. And we just thank you for the love that you gave us and for your, and for your wonderful son, Jesus Christ. And it's his name we pray. Amen. Please uh, feel free to leave, but before you go, I really want you to make sure you grab a hold of somebody over here and give them a handshake. Get to know their name. Get to know their name. You need to be praying for them. It's hard to pray for all the guys in white shirts. Get to know their name and pray for them. So God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for coming. We just appreciate it. Church, love on them before you leave. <laughs>